0: Again, we want to recognize the mothers today and, and give thanks for for life that comes through mothers. There's a verse uh, in Acts, a, a verses in Acts 3. I want to read it and then have an opening prayer. Repent then, and turn to God, that your sins may be wiped out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and He may send the Messiah. Appointed for you, Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the ki- time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. This is times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back just as was
1: promised to receive all that belonged to him.
0: Don't these things sound wonderful? These are words we need to hear. But but wait, didn't that verse say something about repenting?
1: Repenting.
0: Thank you, Mary, for leading us in worship and bringing us to this point. Let us pray together. Lord God, we, we thank you for the beauty of spirit-led conviction in all of our souls and by your grace that enables us to repent and for repentance to flourish and refresh us in your presence. And Lord, let that spill over with joy in our hearts to serve our families, to serve our church and to serve our communities, Lord, to, to serve our culture and Lord, to serve you, our God. Lord, we thank you that you have freely granted this means of refreshment so that we will love and pursue repentance as a way of life help us never forget that you are the god who gives grace to the humble and help us never forget that you promise to remain distant from the proud we ask you father for eyes of faith to see our own sin more clearly than we see anyone else's also we ask you lord that help us to recognize the finished work of jesus is your most glorious provision to meet our most present need to have an eternal relationship with you lord just simply thought of this is another blessing which refreshes us daily and lord as this day begins we thank you for having sent jesus to save us and we marvel right now that he can send he can continues to intercede for us until that day you send him back to fully reveal his glory to us. We thank you, Jesus, for cleansing us from all of our sins and that you clothed us with your own perfect righteousness. Now we ask you to make
1: our hearts more like yours, gentle, loving,
0: humble, and kind. And help us to walk daily this path of repentance with our family and our church, our friendships, our relationships, and especially, oh, Lord God, with you. Lord, we look forward to the day when we never get defensive again, when we stop taking things too personally or not seriously enough. Lord, we look forward to the day when we stop being critical or condescending to others when we stop being impatient or inflexible, when we don't gossip or backbite anymore, when we never envy or compare ourselves to anyone else again, nor when we never whine or complain or grumble again, when we never give in to pride or self-righteousness or self-pity again, and when we never again believe that we could need anything more than we need Jesus himself and all that Jesus chooses to give us and bring into our lives. Until that day, Lord, bring more times of refreshing through your gift of deeper, stronger, grace-sustained repentance. And we pray this in the victorious, triumphant name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to read from you the, from Second Chronicles 5, 6, and 7. This morning, it's it's a long read, and I ask you just to track along to the heart of Solomon. It's, It's a prayer of Solomon, and not only is it Solomon's prayer, but it's God's answer to Solomon's prayer. And the occasion is that Solomon had finished the construction of the temple that David had wanted to build. This temple was to be a home for God's presence. And he had gathered all of Israel, the leaders, the rulers, the chief of the tribes, and it says all the people of Israel had gathered together to dedicate this temple to the worship of the living God. It was a glorious day. They had placed the Ark of the Covenant and the cherubim in the most holy place. We pick this up at 2 Chronicles 5, 13 he had appointed 120 trumpeters to play. And just, just as a frame of reference, the NC State marching band probably has 40 trumpeters, but they had 120 trumpeters all playing to the glory of God. It was, and it says, and it was the duty of the trumpeters and singers to make themselves heard in unison in praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. And when the song was raised with trumpets and cymbals and other musical instruments in praise to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. The house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Wow, we talk about the presence of God. God was so manifest in this temple. They could not even stand up. Now, I'll skip over to chapter 6, verse 13. Then Solomon knelt on his knees in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread his hands towards God, towards heaven, and said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven and on earth keeping covenant and showing steadfast love to your servants who walk before you with all their heart, who have kept with your servant David, my father, what you have declared to him. You spoke with your mouth and with your hand have fulfilled this day. Now, therefore, O Lord, God of Israel, keep for your servant David, my father, what you have promised him, saying, You shall not lack a man to sit before me on the throne of Israel, if only your sons pay close attention to their way, to walk in my law as you have walked before me. Now therefore, O Lord, God of Israel, let your word be confirmed, which you have spoken to your servant David. But will God indeed dwell with man on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you, How much less this house that I have built. Yet have regard to the prayer of your servant and to his plea, O Lord my God. Listening to the cry and to the prayer that your servant prays before you. That your eyes may be opened day and night toward this house. The place where you have promised to set your name and that you may listen to the prayer that your servant offered towards this place. And listen to the pleas of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray according to this place. And listen from heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor and is made to take an oath and comes and swears his oath before your altar in this house, then hear from heaven and act and judge your servants repaying the guilty by bringing his conduct on his own head and vindicating the righteous by rewarding him according to his righteousness. If your people Israel are defeated before the enemy because they have sinned against you and they turn again and acknowledge your name and pray and plead with you in this house, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them again to the land that you gave them and to their fathers. When heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, if they pray towards this place and acknowledge your name and turn from their sin when you afflict them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel. When you teach them the good way in which they should walk and grant rain upon your lands, which you have given to your people as an inheritance. If there is famine in the land, if there is pestilence or blight or mildew or locust or caterpillar, if their enemies besiege them in the land at their gates, whatever plague, whatever sickness there is, Whatever prayer, whatever plea is made by any man or by all your people Israel, each knowing his own affliction and his own sorrow and stretching out his hands toward this house, then hear from heaven your dwelling place and forgive and render to each whose heart you know according to all his ways. For you, you only know the hearts of the children of mankind. That they may fear you and walk in all your ways all the days that they live in the land that you gave to our fathers likewise when a foreigner who is not of your people israel comes from a far country for the sake of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm when he comes and prays toward this house hear from heaven your dwelling place and do according to all for which the foreigner asks you, in order that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you, as do your people Israel, and that they may know that this house that I have built is called by your name. If your people go out to battle against their enemies, by whatever way you shall send them, and they pray to you toward the city that you have chosen, and the house that I have built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their plea, and maintain their cause. And if they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you are angry with them and give them to an enemy so that they are carried away captive to a land far or near, yet if they turn their heart in the land to which they have been carried captive and repent, and plead with you in the land of their captivity saying we have sinned and have acted perversely and wickedly if they repent with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity to which they were carried captive and pray toward their land which you have gave to their fathers the city that you have chosen and the house that i have built for your name then hear from heaven your dwelling place their prayer and their pleas And maintain their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, O my God, let your eyes be open and your ears attentive to the prayer of this place. And now chapter 7, verse
1: 1.
0: And you can hear Solomon's heart. When we sin, if we sin, when we sin and we pray, Would you hear us and forgive us? When any man sin, when we call out to your name, will you hear us? Will you listen to our cry? Will you forgive us? Chapter 7, verse 1. As soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. When all the people of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed down with their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his steadfast love endures
1: forever. Then the king and all the people
0: offered sacrifice before the Lord. The writer goes on to say that they had kept this dedication of the altar seven days. And then it, it was followed by a feast for seven days. So this dedication service lasted two weeks.
1: Two weeks
0: celebrating God's presence among them and God's presence was glorious among them in marvelous ways. Then verse 10 concludes, on the 23rd day of the seventh month, he sent the people away to their homes, joyful and glad of heart for the prosperity that the Lord had granted to David and to Solomon and to Israel, his people.
1: So the festivities were completed. Things quieted down. How would God respond to this, to this dedication of this house, to these sacrifices, to Solomon's prayer? Verse 12, then the Lord appeared
0: to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer. And I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My my eyes and my heart will be there for all time. This is God's amazing response to Solomon's prayer god will hear he will turn his eyes and his heart towards these prayers he will act and he will forgive but it but church is connected to the biggest word in the english language
1: the word if if verse 19
0: But if you turn aside and forsake my statutes and my commandments that I've set before you and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck you up from my land that I've given you and this house that I have consecrated for my name, I will cast out of my sight. I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. At this house which was exalted Everyone passing by will be astonished and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Then they will say, Because they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought all this disaster on them. If you were to go to Israel today, to the capital city of Jerusalem and look for this temple, this glorious temple that was dedicated to the worship of the living God,
1: you wouldn't find it. Not only was it abandoned,
0: it was destroyed. It was carried away stone by stone. All that's left is one wall of the fortiments
1: uh, called the Wailing Wall. God did abandon that house. We know that he sent another temple.
0: He sent Jesus as the temple. And then Jesus brought and sent the Holy Spirit, and now we are the temple. But even so, as we read through Second Chronicles today, this obvious question arises, and each one of us, are asking this question. Have we as individuals, have we as a culture, as a country, as a nation, as a world of nations, have we laid hold to other gods and worshiped them? Regardless of any interest about the separation of church and state, does our society pursue any degree of obedience to God's good and wise commands? Well, yes in some important ways we could say, but but no in other vital ways. And do we ask the question, do we as a nation ever seek to confess or much less to repent of our sins? Hardly.
1: We would think that as a nation
0: we have generally abandoned God. We have set up faults gods and worshiped at their idols, at, at, at their altars. False gods, uh, false gods of wealth or pride or violence or abuse, sexuality or even athletics. This whole thing about a right to choose or gender rebellion. And we claim that on the basis of our own work and wisdom that we have created all the wonders of the modern world. Here's an example just from April from a popular news outlet who says uh, the headline, refreshing honesty, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo tells CNN that our behavior has stopped the spread of the virus. God did not stop the spread of the virus. Wow.
1: (laughs) You read that and you shake
0: your head and you pity that attitude. this this particular governor is proud of his work in the face of COVID-19. And he claims that his staff, his wisdom and his staff to be the sole power that has brought any message of stopping the virus. And the writer who wrote this headline was proud that this was refreshing honesty, that someone would claim the credit and say that God had nothing to do with it.
1: both have abandoned God.
0: But we realize that they are not alone in doing so. This this attitude is now very common, and not only in the United States, but probably in every country in the world. Everyone wonders through this time of quarantine and isolation if we're on the edge of seismic change in the world. And if key aspects of our culture the culture we once knew, will ever be the same. But we realize that these attitudes, this must wear on God's patience as he allows it to fester. But God always acts for his glory. And God's heart is faithful to all that he has proclaimed. I want you to hear with me as we look at what God does for those who after they have abandoned him, come back and humble themselves before him. It's a few chapters later in 2 Chronicles 12. And it's not David or Solomon, it's now Solomon's son, Rehoboam. Chapter 12, verse one. When the rule of Rehoboam was established and he was strong, he abandoned the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. In the 5th year King Rehoboam because they had been unfaithful to the Lord. Shishak king of Egypt came up against Jerusalem with 1200 chariots and 60,000 horsemen. And the number were were without number who came and the people who were without number who came with him from Egypt, Libyans, Sukians, Egyptians, Ethiopians, and he took the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then Shemaiah the prophet came to Rehoboam and to the princes of Judah who had gathered at Jerusalem because of Shishak and said to them, thus says the Lord, you abandoned me, so I have abandoned you to the hand of Shishak. And here is the response. The princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is righteous. Then the Lord saw that they humbled themselves. The word of the Lord came to Shemaiah. They have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance, and my wrath shall not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak.
1: Do you, do you hear that This is the heart of God toward those
0: who humble themselves. The Bible is filled with words of life that address this proverbs three thirty four tells us toward the scorners he God is scornful, but to the humble he gives favor, and remember how quickly God relented. His judgment toward the Ninevites when they humbled themselves in repentance, when they heard Jonah's preaching. But what we see today is not a humbling of people, but we see people blaming others for every problem and criticizing their every action. We we see people accusing others of stupidity or worse. We see people refusing to own up any any personal responsibility yet claiming credit for themselves and abandoning any and all accountability to God who does rule from eternity past to eternity future what What can
1: be done? How will people
0: come to humble themselves before the Lord? Humility is like faith in this way; it's not a personal. Action of self-help schemes is not personally developing humility; it is a response of repentance to God's initiative and kindness. And historically, God begins that in His church. The Apostle Peter tells us in the first letter, chapter four, seventeen. But it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? James also says, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. And Peter then also answers, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So much in that verse. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Although we are unable to manufacture any humility on our own, these two apostles command us to humble ourselves, and they both do so in very similar ways, adding a promise from God to exalt the humble at the proper time. So, church, we can find great hope in this when God commands us to do something that we cannot do on our own, It always means that he plans to help us in a way that both delights us and glorifies him. And church, this way is Jesus, whose own love and joy in his father led him throughout his life on earth to humble himself to the point of death, even death on the cross. So how do we become humble like Jesus? He really doesn't give us a five-step success plan for becoming more humble over the next month. The main test and opportunity comes in those moments when we are confronted and unsettled as all the false impressions of our being able to control life vanish and we're caught off guard by life in a fallen and sinful world. When you find yourself in these situations, will you humble yourself as Jesus did? He is the one who taught us that the meek will inherit the earth. At this moment, perhaps a good question to ask is this, how has Jesus provided for me in this situation? What promises has he made and what grace has he supplied? Even though the test of our humility generally comes first. We can embrace ways to cultivate our posture toward humility, just as Israel's king and princes did, by acknowledging that God is right in all that he does. Psalms 115, verse 3 says, Our God is in the heavens, he does all that he pleases. And Ephesians 5, 8 through 10 teaches us, For at one time you were darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Try to discern what is good and right and true in everything. Humbling ourselves, then, is in essence gladly receiving God's person and words and acts as right when it is not necessarily easy or comfortable to do so. To be sure there are more disciplines we can pursue, consider humbling ourselves means to know and submit by believing and obeying the authority of God's word. Humbling ourselves means to come to him in prayer and praise, casting all our care upon him. Humbling ourselves means to consider others as more important than ourselves. Humbling ourselves is to seek him for all comfort and strength, and not seeking out those things in anything else, and for seeking him for a future and a hope. Humbling ourselves is to hate and forsake pride. All these acts have their place in our response as creatures to our creator. Let us agree that the first act is always to look to Jesus, to acknowledge that he deserves all glory and to ask him to remake us, to refashion us, to transform us just as he desires. He is the one who created our world from nothing by the power of his word. He formed the first man from the ground and the first woman from his side. He is the one who chose to reveal himself to us by speaking words of life into our world through his prophets and apostles. He made himself known to us in power. He didn't keep himself invisible forever. He is the one who saved us and is saving us now by using both the gentleness and the severity of his providence to teach us and bring us through all of those faith decisions in the road of our lives, asking us, how will you respond to my humbling purposes in this trial? And this trial of
1: COVID-19. Will you humble yourself?
0: Jesus himself said in Luke 18 verse 14, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but
1: the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Church, my message today, this is the eighth Sunday, In our period of isolation. And I believe God is calling us to humble ourselves before Him. He's he's calling us to acknowledge that He is good and right and true. We need to acknowledge that we, as a people, as a nation, as many nations have abandoned him.
0: We need to pray for those government authorities. We need to pray for the people because people, in the, when they elect, they tend to elect people of their own kind. Church, how will we respond to this? will we repent so that times of refreshing might come? But we can see God's heart that if we do repent, if we do humble ourselves, he will forgive
1: and Solomon's prayer will be answered. A brother of Jesus,
0: Jude writes, And always encouraged by this because this was jesus brother i guess you could say it was his half brother but he knew him he was he grew (laughs) up in the same family and yet when he refers to jesus he refers to him as the lord jesus christ the lord jesus the messiah jude chapter 7 verse 17 but you must remember beloved the predictions of the apostles of our lord jesus christ they said to you in the last time, there will be scoffers following their own godly passions, following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause the visions, worldly people devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear, even hating the garment stained by flesh. Now, to Him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of His glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen.
1: Church, how will we respond to all that God has shared through His Word? Will we make ourselves a lifelong
0: choice to repent and to live for him to live with this sort of attitude of repentance that we would not abandon God we will not abandon his ways that we not leave him ever that we will rejoice in his presence and in his goodness I ask you
1: so there's a song I'd like to play and um, we're going to play this song and then we'll pray Uh, and respond to what God has shared this morning.
2: I'm mm-hmm.
0: with us we pray that your mercy might flow into our lives and Lord whatever it is that needs to happen in our lives to to fulfill your plan and purpose for us each of us Lord to see Jesus manifest in our own character and our own habits and our own thoughts and words and actions Lord bring it about Lord, help us to turn away from any thought of abandoning you or seeking something else in place of you or finding solace in some other comfort other than
1: the comforter, Jesus,
0: and another comforter, the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray your blessing upon this church family. Lord, I pray your blessing upon. Our, our, our acts of service, especially during these times, Lord. And Lord, I just recall to mind you, you, the Psalm 63, a Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. And the threat of Saul's attack on him was continuing day and night. And he said, Lord, O God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. Today, tomorrow, and we see the glorious heavens that you have made. and We look at the beauty of spring, Lord. May our hearts be filled with delight that we know the creator.
1: And maybe more importantly, Lord, that the creator knows us completely. Thank you, Jesus. We pray this together in your holy name. Amen. Take these words of heart, please, Church. And, uh,
0: I'm just excited to see what God's going to do through, you know, the past eight weeks and perhaps the next eight weeks. I do know that I miss, I miss all of you, seeing you face to face, uh, seeing your smiles and hearing your words and I miss singing together and hearing all the voices blending together. Are there any other thoughts that anyone would like to share as we, uh, in our time of worship? Hello, Lynn. Good to see you.
1: Yeah, we noticed um, outside during the first part of the message that there was a, a rainbow, but it was slightly inverted. So it looked like a big smile, and <laughs> made me think about God's happiness when people do humble themselves and turn back towards Him. Just even when he smiles back. Amen.
0: I think I think the Lord seems to be He's on the edge of His chair, waiting for His people to humble themselves,
1: that He might bless them.
3: Bill, I love the word that you used um and that the Lord uses so often if
1: mm-hmm.
3: if if we will, then he he does, and um one of the things that he early on in this whole virus situation and being quarantined and sequestered, he really did start putting his finger on a specific area of my heart, and um he has been so. Faithful every week, every however often to bring up things specifically related to that thing in my heart, and um, he is the one that is so faithful. Sometimes we don't even know what we need to repent of, but if we open our hearts up to him, he shows us those dark areas in our hearts and sheds light on them. And then we get an opportunity to respond if we will. And when we do, things go from darkness to light because that is so his nature is to bring light. Um, And one of the things that we talked about in Sunday school on Friday um, was this whole concept of worry and anxieties. And so many times we don't look at that as, as sin against God, but he looks at it as sin against him because it creates this veil or barrier. And um, so we talked to when he said in, in that that little passage in Matthew, six times the word either worry or anxiety was used. Six times in like, I don't know, nine verses or something. So he's trying to get a message across. It's not um, that we won't ever worry or we won't ever be anxious. The truth is we will, we do. And he says, don't. So what do we do? And Simon so wonderfully said, we trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And we lean not to our own understanding and acknowledge him in all of our ways. And he said, we need to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that really is the if of that. If we will cast those worries, those cares, those specific things he highlights, he will hear us. And it's his delight to respond. And I just love him all the more for that. Mm-hmm. That he he makes a way. He doesn't just point out something in our heart and go, okay, deal with it. No, he makes the way. Yeah. And the way is... He is the way, and we trust in him, and he does this amazing work because he loves us so much.
0: He is not a disinterested Lord. He he loves his creation And, and calls us and woos us through his kindnesses. Amen.
1: Thank you, Mary. Anyone else has something you'd like to share with the church? I'd like another update from England. Hey there.
4: Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I just uh, you know each uh, uh, Sunday I just join uh, Joyce now. Joyce, you know my daughter, right? She's studying in New York City. So um, yeah, I just join her uh, online uh, gathering first because uh, they 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 uh, church time just uh, nine a.m. So uh, our uh, North Carolina gateway just 11, right? So, yeah. But today, uh, yeah, I don't know why, that, that pastor just uh, prolonged, you know, more than 40 minutes, yeah. So I just uh, joined here. I thought I could make it for two sections, right? Uh, yeah. Bless your heart, Lynn. Yeah, yeah. And then just uh, actually, my morning time, uh, yeah, just uh, a Joyce online and uh, a Gateway online. Just all uh, as for England, it is afternoon, right? right. So my morning time, I join the, the you know one of my colleagues. She's in one of the uh, a local church. So I joined them. That is a small church, and then uh, it's so funny. Uh, this week we just uh, divide us into maybe just uh, the, the host can divide us into several groups and then we just uh, mutual pray for each other. So today just a new uh, experience. Yeah. So anyway, just each Sunday, I feel so blessed because uh, I'm so occupied for the online gathering with the church families. Wow. Yeah, I, I think just, uh, you know, different kind of worship, different kind of uh, uh, the what, uh, the, uh, the, the what, the preach. So just uh, I, I feel richly blessed. So each month, each Sunday, I'm totally, uh, you know, I offer all my time. I just I uh, have nothing. I just uh, <laughs> post everything aside. I just uh, keep on, yeah, uh, you know. Be immersed in such a, uh, a what you know, lost words. So, I think yeah. that we can do nothing, just like um, uh, Mary said. Um, each day, uh, I just uh, as a mother, I just uh, worry about Joyce, but I my worry n- useless. Yeah, if I just uh, cast my cares and worries, anxieties to God, and He will lead us. Uh, to the uh, living water, and the Joyce will be, yeah, in also Joyce will, yeah. So today just as such, uh, you know, nowadays it's just Joyce. Uh, so just usually just, I always uh, uh, worry about this, worry about that, and Joyce said, no, mom, it's not your worry, you can do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you can do nothing. So yeah, I think, yeah, yeah in the future, if you, uh, uh yeah, our uh, well, gateway uh, family members meet Joyce. You will feel, uh, she grew up. Yeah, she um, she's a strong believer.
0: Great, yeah, wonderful.
1: Yeah, a
4: strong believer. Yeah, in the past, I just I uh, usually dragged her to our gathering. You know, in mm-hmm. gateway gathering, I drag her. I drag her, and now you know she just uh, yeah she uh, to some extent she guy like me.
1: Wow. Praise yeah. the Lord.
4: Yeah, praise the Lord. That's
1: right. a good report.
4: Yeah, in her New York uh, church, she just uh, tutored uh, the, the maybe just a, uh, what, I'm not sure, it's just a younger, just uh, maybe under 10 years old, the small group. She just tutored them. Anyway, she's tutored, by you know, she's a mentor. I'm not sure how can she make it. Anyway, she's, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that is um, for England. I'm so much for my England update. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That's a great update. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I would like to share something. Hi. Hi, how are y'all?
0: Hello, Singh.
5: This is my mom. <laughs> We're walking. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay.
5: um, I'd like to share that um, this year is my last year in high school, and I just graduated. Um, I'm really grateful and excited because I have so many, uh, so much good memories. But, um, and, and one other thing that I wanted to, um, one of the highlights that, in my high school career that I think is most important is that I believed in Jesus. Mm. Um, and then um, because of him that, um, that I slowly realized that all of the blessings around me and, um, and also changed my character to um, more humble and um, loving person um also i would i want to thank you miss mary for your time to um talk about um chapters and books in james uh, i'm sorry in, in the bible um that really allows me allows us um to know more about um jesus and god Be- because i also talked to my um parents about um our um think uh, our uh Sorry, um, thing um so that really really helps us and also um I, w- I started to share this kind of thing with my grandparents um although they still don't uh they're not fully believing in Jesus and um accepting it but I will keep um letting them know and hope they will believe in Jesus um also, for my friends that although I couldn't uh see just suddenly I couldn't see all of them um the last time we see is probably well the uh, last day of school was the last time I see them but um I would still be grateful that all the memories all the blessings jesus have gave gave us and um and be and let us be happy and to uh keep being grateful.
0: Lucy, thank you. Thank you. I think, I think we would all agree, Lucy, that what we see happening to you is like when the, uh, the beautiful plant comes up and the flower begins to form and then the flower blooms and begins to release a fragrance. We, that's what we see happening in you.
3: Thank you, thank you.
0: Can I get an amen? Amen.
3: <laughs> Thank you. And and what we also see is as that flower comes up, it drops seeds. <laughs> and, and they are seeds of blessing and love that, that are bringing forth fruit. And we've already seen during this time some of that fruit. And Lucy does have such a desire to see her grandparents, all four of them, come to know Jesus. And so she and her family have started praying for them on a. Um, it's going to be even more consistent basis, because Lucy said she wants to see them in heaven, and that that is certainly an evidence of of even more fruit. Thank you,
1: Slava. What about with your family in Russia? Any anything that we need to know about there? Salawa, can you hear us? You're on mute right now, so you need to change it if you can. He says his mic is broken. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we'll
6: touch base
3: by phone. That's okay. We did get a report that Christina's mom and her sister are doing better. Yes. So we rejoiced in that on Friday.
1: Okay, yeah, see. Yeah.
0: Well, everybody, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood.
1: <laughs>
0: um Hey, Mr. Let's do remember to pray um, for all of the unknowns about seeing society reopen, whatever that means. Um, pray for wisdom for those who are faced with making those decisions and choices. Um, pray against fear, but for wisdom. In all those cases, uh, I think nobody has the final answer, but the Lord Jesus. And what might spawn off from this, and what changes will be will happen? And uh, but let let's walk with the Lord and be faithful to Him. And and let this let this moment be an opportunity for us to grow in Christ. It's really good to hear about Joyce and her her growth in the Lord. And Lucy shared this morning about one of the highlights of her high school career, obviously in coming to know the Lord Jesus. He offers everything that we need. So, if your mother is living, rejoice with her today. If your mother has gone on, then uh, give thanks to the Lord for for her life and, and you and all that she has. Done in your heart. Um, we will gather Wednesday night. I'll send out the the Zoom reminder. And let's pray it again. Mary, anything else you want to mention?
3: Yeah, there are there are several things. This is a big week in our fellowship for birthdays. Um, today is Amanda's birthday. Tomorrow is Anna, little Anna's birth. Uh, not tomorrow, Tuesday is Anna's birthday. Then we have an anniversary on Thursday, and that would be Jason and Jessica will be celebrating, I believe this is number 15, their 15th anniversary. Then Jason's birthday is the following day on Friday, and Greg's birthday is on Saturday. So a lot of birthdays, and this is what we would say, Happy happy birthday, birthday. Happy birthday Grace. Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't make an anniversary one. I'm sorry, Jason and Jessica, but happy anniversary as well. And um, today being Mother's Day on on Friday, um, Galena helped us make these beautiful flowers. And so if we had been meeting, I think today we were supposed to be at Crabtree Chiropractic. Um, each one of you that are mothers by birth, by adoption, or by spiritual mentoring would have gotten a beautiful <laughs> flower. But since you're not with us, you can just enjoy it. You can take a, you know, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but what- I see
0: some more flowers <laughs> down there. <laughs> Look, there's two more,
3: okay are they where are they oh, there they are okay those those are beautiful, okay, so y'all received them, but what I told Galena, I kept making some flowers because I liked them, and um, she said, by Sunday, you'll have a bouquet, so <laughs>
1: Oh wow! Oh, oh, oh
3: neat. This, this is my my bouquet, and what I decided to do. This is my prayer bouquet. So when I look at these, I'm gonna say, "Oh, there's Tia. Oh, there's Jin. Jin. Oh, there's Galena. There's Carla. There's Rebecca. <laughs> there's Pat. There's Magda. There's you know, and so uh, there's Jessica." On uh and Lynn, you're in there and um and so when I see when I see this bouquet, which is I mean it's in a China bowl, these actually are real. God made these uh greeneries, I, I didn't make that. <laughs> but I'm gonna have this on my table as a centerpiece, as a reminder to pray for all of our dear ladies in our fellowship. And um I thought how we could end would be to pray for all of those who have birthdays and Jason and Jessica's anniversary and, uh, and for the ladies. So Rebecca, could, could you do that? Could you do the honor of praying for all of those birthdays, anniversary and the ladies and you can pl- pray collectively. You didn't have to pray by name, but you can. If
6: <laughs> yeah. I didn't write all of them down, but all right, let's, let's pray. Well dear God, we just thank you for the, the time that we were able to have together as a as a church, Lord, and just, just what a wonderful time it is to to see everybody and to hear how they how they're doing, Lord, to know that um we we are all well under your protection, Lord. And um, we we just thank you for the the blessing of mothers, Lord, and without them we I mean we all wouldn't be here, Lord. But um we just thank you for the blessing of the the mother's care and the mother's love that um that, that you give lord so so specially lord the, that we're able to ex- experience that, that love and and the love that that you have to give lord we we just thank you for um all the ways that the mother cares for her her children and those and those she loves lord and we thank you for those and and in, in our lives, Lord, who have been a spiritual mothers, Lord, to, to us, and how much they they have uh, taught us about you, taught us about your word, Lord, and what it says, and taught us the the right ways to live, Lord. We just thank you so much for the for that blessing, Lord, and and we love our mothers, Lord, and we are so grateful for them, Lord. and um, we just pray a a special a special blessing on. Those of us in our in our fellowship, Lord, who have birthdays. So Lord, we we, we want to celebrate every life, every day, Lord. And we realize that the every day is a gift, Lord. And we don't know one day to the next, or how, how long we're going to be on this earth, Lord. But, but right now we just celebrate all the birthdays that, that we are going to have this, this week, Lord, and just what a blessing they are to, to our church and our congregation, Lord. And we thank you for those lives, Lord. In your holy name I pray. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you, Rebecca.